Hi everyone and welcome to the Grad Cracker and Taylor Wessing webinar. I am absolutely delighted to be joined by Taylor Wessing today, who are a leading international law firm. They focus on technology, media and communication, private wealth. Um, and for this reason, they have a particular focus on recruiting STEM students. Law is a relatively new sector for Grad Cracker and Taylor Westing was one of the first law firms to join us a couple of years ago. I'm really excited to share some of the career journeys with you today. And I'm also joined by my colleague, Jessica, who you all know and love. The route to becoming a lawyer from a STEM background is a very different journey to many of the graduate training schemes that you might be used to. So today we're going to tell you exactly how that works um, and open your minds to what an amazing things that you can do in a career in law. We're really lucky to be joined by different levels of people from Taylor Wessing, from trainees still undergoing the initial law training, up to a partner in the firm that has represented clients at the Supreme Court. So let's meet the Taylor Wessing panel. Firstly from Taylor Wessing, we have Alice Hasted, the Graduate Talent Advisor. We work really, really closely together and Alice is going to give our audience a full overview of Taylor Wessing and their opportunities before we meet the rest of the panel in more detail. There's a wealth of information about Taylor Wessing and their careers on the Grad Cracker Hub and this webinar will be listed there too tomorrow. So we're also joined by Lauren Mountaineer. Yep. Just be aware, I think we've got a slight issue with your uh, connection, uh, so I do apologise yeah. everyone. Um, but it sounds as though you're back again now, uh, so, so sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to make sure everyone can hear what you were saying. But keep going, if I'm, I might have to interrupt you again, but I'll, I'll take the lead if, if we lose you again. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. Um, so we're also joined from Taylor Wessing by Lauren Mountaineer, who is a future trainee solicitor who is currently studying on the legal practice course or the LPC. We're also joined by Rachel Potts, a current trainee solicitor who joined Taylor Wessing in 2019, and Matthew Royal, who was a partner at Taylor Wessing in the life sciences area, who joined in 2004. So initially, I'm gonna start with Alice um, by asking you to just give me an overview of Taylor Wessing and why you love to recruit STEM students to become trainee solicitors. Thanks Sophie and hi everyone. Um, thanks obviously Gradcapper for having us today. I know we're all really excited to be here. So um, Taylor Wessing, we are a global law firm and we serve the world's most innovative people and businesses. Deeply embedded within our sectors, we work closely together with our clients to crack complex problems, enabling ideas and aspirations to thrive. We have 28 offices and that is across 16 jurisdictions um, and that includes Europe, the Middle East, Asia and the US. Four of those offices are based in the UK, and there is one in New Street Square, which is where if you were a trainee with us, you would train um, and work all the time. Um, they have an office in Shoreditch, which allows us to support tech startups, one in Cambridge that also allows us to support tech, but also life science clients. And then our most recently, um, recently opened office, which is in Liverpool, and that was formed in 2018. So at Taylor Westing, we have what helps us to stand out in our market is a clear international as well as UK sector focus and expertise. We are known as leading international players and we have an emphasis on tech, media and communications, energy and infrastructure, private wealth. Um, we are actually one of the only firms that are able to offer both a private client and corporate offering for our clients, as well as a life science offering. 
So we are a seamless one-stop firm for life science companies, and we are top branch for patent integration, licensing work, corporate, venture capital, um, research and development and regulatory. So a lot of different things there. And we do advise on all stages of the product cycle as well. um, And that's pharmaceuticals, medical devices, medical tech, and research tools and diagnostics, and all the way to post-patent expiry. So there is, again, a really wide offering at the firm um, for our life science clients. Science students, um, STEM students, sorry, have a huge range of skills that can be transferred into legal profession. Um, As an example, um, your ability to communicate and present, problem solve, writing detailed reports, um, extensive research of a particular issue that they all translate into the daily workload of a lawyer. Your background for your degree means that you possess an understanding of the challenges that our STEM-centric clients and businesses face. And that really does put you in a well, really good place to use those logical thinking, problem solving skills that you have to find the best solutions for our clients, as well as have that really smooth transition into being a successful lawyer at Taylor Wessing. To us, it's just really important that you can see those transferable skills. And I know the team are going to be speaking about them and how that has helped them in their journey later. Um, and they're what we want to want you to kind of highlight throughout the application process. And they're going to be what's going to help you to succeed when you are at the firm. We at Taylor Westing do recruit a mixture of both law and non-law. I know that's a question I get asked quite a lot um, and is always a concern from non-law students, but it's really important to us that we have a good mix, a diverse range of students um, and trainees in the firm. You have different qualities to bring to the team and that's going to help you and the rest of the firm to increase their creativity. We do usually have kind of a 50-50 split, but actually at the moment, our two years um, of trainee contract and um, trainee cohorts, sorry, are um, more non-law than law. So that, that can happen. And it just shows that we are definitely open to recruiting a mixture of, of degree backgrounds. It's also, I think, super important to remember that everyone who joins Taylor Westing will enter on a level playing field. And that's whether you have studied law or not. Um, I know Lauren and Rachel are going to touch on the GDL, the LPC, and that the purpose behind them is to get you all on the, that equal playing field. And obviously, once you're here at the firm, there's lots of training, lots of involvement um, with the grad team, with the partners throughout the whole firm um, to make sure that you're supported on your journey with us. So um, please don't ever feel that you're at a disadvantage. We're here to support you. Um, and that's why we're here today. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Alice. Um, just to expand on a couple of bits that Alice mentioned then, um, GDL and LPC might be acronyms that some of our STEM audience haven't come across before. So GDL is the, um, um, I've completely gone brat, the Graduate Diploma in Law. <laughs> And the LPC is the legal practice course. And these are two parts of training that you need to undertake to be able to join um, Taylor Wessing or any law firm as a trainee solicitor. Um, And and as um, Alice said, Lauren and Rachel are gonna be touching upon these in more detail as we go through. Um, But just to stick with you, Alice, for now, um, how do you actually go about recruiting students onto the training contract? What's the process for a STEM student um, to join Taylor Wessing? So the only way to be considered for a training contract at Taylor Westing is through completing our summer vacation scheme. This is essentially a two week internship and you'd complete that in June or July. And I know with the current circumstances, we would usually um, do that in the office, but we ran our um, scheme virtually last year. And if it has to be that, that situation this year again, we will do that. Um, you can apply for the summer vacation scheme when you're in your final year of university and beyond. So if you've graduated a career changer, that's also 
amazing um, lots of again transferable skills there that you can you can look at but you do need to be in your final year of university um, and after the summer vacation scheme there isn't a final interview stage or anything like that we will um, look at your performance throughout those two weeks and be able to offer you a training contract hopefully um, just to, to add, for those that are earlier in their degree, if you're not in your final year, we do have our um, first year insight day that's on the first of April next year as well, that, that for those that are earlier in their career that you can also apply to. Um, so yeah, that's just another option as well. Fantastic. Thanks, Alice. Um, we're going to come back to you towards the end of the webinar to run through the application processes for these roles and your kind of hints and tips. Um, and these vacancies are all listed on the Gradcracker Hub at the moment and they're all closing in January. So still lots of time to get your applications through. Um, but before I hand over to Jessica to um, meet everybody in a bit more detail, I just want to ask each of our other panellists one thing to just really kick things off. So what initially attracted you to work for Taylor Wissing in particular? So let's start with you, Lauren. Hi, everyone. Um, so the first time I actually heard about Taylor Wessing was at a law fair. Um, and they had this really impressive interactive board with them, which straight away made me think that this was a firm which was really up to date on their technology. Um, they really stood out from all the other law firms. Um, and also the first person I spoke to had done a medicine degree. So straight away, um, I felt someone that I could relate to um, having done a biology degree myself. Um, and it was just really interesting to talk to someone who was interested in sciences, in the, the technology divisions and life sciences sectors that Taylor Wessing has. Um, even though you do loads of different kinds of law at Taylor Wessing, there's got these like uh, sector focuses so that really ap appealed to me that you could work in like uh, disputes and still be working with life sciences companies um, and then past that everyone was just really friendly that I talked to and really approachable. Brilliant thanks Lauren. Um, over to you Rachel why did you um, decide to work for Taylor Wessing in particular? Yeah so I was initially attracted to Taylor Wessing for its um, really high level work that it does in the life sciences and the tech sectors so that instantly um, sort of you know resonated with me because those are both sectors that I'm interested in um, and along with that I also um, felt that the culture was a really nice place to be and everyone is super friendly and super approachable and um, everyone's sort of got their own personalities which makes the firm an interesting and sort of enjoyable place to be so those were sort of my key my key reasons. Great stuff, thank you. And finally, Matt, um, same to you, but also in your case, because you've been with Taylor Wessing for 16 years now, for you, what makes um, Taylor Wessing such a great place to work? Yeah, thank, thanks, Obi. So um, I think the, the, the initial attraction piece is actually very similar to what Lauren and Rachel have already outlined. It was, it was the life sciences and tech focus, and then uh, my experience while doing a vacation scheme at, at Taylor Wessing. Um, What's kept me here for 16 years? That's that's probably the, the key question. Um, so I think there are two things. Um, the first thing is absolutely the quality of the work that I've done. Um, I've been I've been lucky enough, sort of, as you write from the start of my career, uh, to be uh, involved in large, high-profile cases, um, and that has continued throughout my time at Taylor Wessing, and that gives you. Um, I suppose the the the, the reward um, of uh, having a re really fulfilling 
sort of um, job. Uh, at, at the same time, and the second thing is 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 the culture and the people that I work with, because I I might not have stayed so long had it not been the right culture for me. And uh, yeah, I, I have I have thrived, and uh, 16 years has absolutely flown by. <laughs> Great stuff. Thank you very much, Matt. Much Matt. Um... So on the Taylor Wessing Gradcracker Hub, we do have so much information about what life is really like at the company, from career development opportunities to benefits and sectors they work in. So remember to refer back to that after you've watched the webinar today. And I'm now going to hand over to Jessica. Hopefully her internet will be a bit more stable than mine. And um, she's going to talk to the rest of the panel as well. That was the perfect timing then, so thanks. <laughs> And <laughs> um, so Lauren, I'm going to start with you, if that's okay. And um, so since you're still going through the training program, um, sorry, did you mention what uh, university you studied at? Uh, no, so I studied at the University of Nottingham. I did say biology degree, but I did biology and chemistry before doing a biology master's. I just cut okay. the chemistry then. Brilliant. <laughs> and you did that at Nottingham University? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant Good stuff. So could you explain the journey from the vacation scheme to actually uh, join the firm as a trainee and kind of talk us through the process if possible? Yeah, so this is a bit confusing. Um, as already said, it's, it's not the same as most other jobs. And actually, um, the Gradcracker website is really good at explaining this. Um, but you straight out of the vacation scheme, once you've been offered your training contract, you don't actually start work for two years. So you do two years of university. Um, the first one is the GDL, which is the Graduate Diploma in Law. And the second one is the LPC, which is the legal practice course. Mm -hmm. um, so the GDL is basically the idea of it. It's trying to like catch you up with all the law students. So you have to do the seven main modules of law, which you need to have to qualify as a lawyer at all. Um, these are tort, contract, trusts, land law, criminal law, EU and constitutional law. Which sounds like, thank you, <laughs> I thought I was going to forget one then. Um, the, it sounds like a lot, but actually they're all so, so interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm actually, I really enjoyed the GDL. Um, the way that it's set up is in a really great way for sciences students, because it's all um, short uh, problem solving questions, basically, where you're given a scenario and then you just have to um, apply the law to see what the kind of solution is um, and I think that's actually sciences students stem students are tend to be a bit better than that art students who might want to write more essay style answers um, the LPC is basically really practical like how does the procedure of law work so um, how does the court system work? What, what do you need to do to start um, a claim against someone? Um, you also do a lot of business law, which is really interesting. Uh, like how do the everyday workings of a business, like how, how do companies work, which I really didn't know that much about before. So that's some really interesting learning. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next semester I'm doing skills, which is like interviewing and advocacy, drafting, um, and then we have our electives um, where I've picked one in intellectual property. So that includes all the patent stuff. So I'm really excited to do that and get back to a bit more science-y things. Um, so, yeah. And then after that, I'll be starting my training contract next summer. So. Brilliant. 
So that then officially means you're then at Taylor Wessing. Yes, yeah, I'll be a trainee solicitor then. Very exciting. So yeah. uh, just to go back to um, kind of the, the LPC and the GDL, um, how do, because, you know, if I was a student, I, you know, I'd be a bit nervous about, you know, these additional uh, kind of courses you've got to go through and the funding of it. So could you kind of tell me how Taylor Weston helped you with the funding of going through these courses? Yeah, so Taylor Westing pays for both of the years, which is great. Um, so you don't have to worry about fees at all. Yeah. Um, and they also give you a maintenance grant while you're doing it, which is really useful. Just it's kind of like getting a student note that you don't have to pay back. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that it, it, Taylor Westing give you a lot of support for that. So it's really good. Um, and they're, they're quite full on courses. So um, it's it's definitely worth, you know, not trying to like fit in a job at the same time like use the money and relax and just focus on your studies so two questions there then where do you do these courses and then how full-on are these courses are they like literally monday to friday nine to five or what what is it actually like a week yes so um taylor i think ask you do uh the course at a university called bpp which is in and they want you to do it in london um and basically the idea of that is so that you get to know other people from taylor wessing you also get to know uh just other people doing the gdl and the lpc mm-hmm. which i think as a stem student i, I didn't know anyone who was going through the law system when i applied and, and until i was on the vacation scheme meeting other people um so it's a, it's really great opportunity to get to know people so i definitely recommend doing it um it's nice to have like other people who understand what you're going through um in terms of how full-on the courses are they they are quite full-on I've treated both of them nine to five Monday to Friday um and I think you just kind of think the LPC especially you just you're getting ready for work so just treat it like a job right so yeah good good kind of mindset to be in I guess it's preparing mm. you yeah is that way Lauren am I right in thinking Rachel and Lauren is that where you met when you're on the courses then did you meet each other we actually hadn't met each other until until this. So. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you guys knew each other. Bringing people together. Yes. No. <laughs> um, okay, so this is a question to Lauren, Rachel and Matt. So all three of you, um, say Lauren, if you stick with you and then we'll go Rachel and then go Matt. But what benefit, and this is a, a massive thing I've learned just from speaking to you guys before today, but what benefit do you think a STEM degree brings to a career in law? Um, I think one of the really important ones is being to understand, being able to understand things in depth. So like really looking at like, you know, you, you think biology or the really tiny, tiny things that go on in your body or whatever, but then also seeing the bigger picture. I think that's quite an important skill when it comes to law, like understanding the detailed law, but also seeing where does this fit into like this company's business and what they're doing. Yeah. Brilliant. Rachel? Yes, so um, in terms of STEM degree, I think it sets you up really well for a career in law because all the skills that you pick up throughout that degree are a lot more transferable to the skill set of a lawyer than people might initially think. I know when I was going through it, people would be like, oh, that's a big jump. But in my head, you know, it's different, different industries, but it's the the exact same skill set. You're using your analytical ability, your logical thinking, your critical thinking, 
um, and sort of your problem solving skills to be able to solve problems for clients and come up with solutions. And I think that the, the way that you think as a STEM student um, and the way that you approach problems uh, sets you up perfectly for, you know, the, the sort of skills that you'll need as a lawyer and that are going to benefit your clients. Definitely. Great. Thanks, Rachel. Matt? Yeah, no, no um, just I mean, to, to reiterate everything that uh, Lauren and Rachel have said, um, which, um, which which I agree with entirely, and maybe pick up a, a couple of a, a additional points. And um, look, we, we, as Alice has said, have a life sciences and tech focus. And so a lot of our, a lot of our clients are in the life sciences and, and, and tech space. I think one of the um, one of the advantages uh, of, of of coming from a STEM background it is that it it gives you an understanding of what what the what the focus of those those businesses is, uh, and and it gives you an authenticity to discuss um, the business with our clients and actually sort of uh, and, and actually have those discussions on a scientific level with them. Um, and, and it also gives you um, the curiosity to ask questions about how the technology works and how, how the businesses make, make money. And that it, it's, a, it's a softer skill um, that actually really does benefit you as a lawyer because it, it, it allows you to connect on a personal level and a, and a business level with, with, with your clients. Um, and and, and one, one more, if I've got a couple more seconds. <laughs> is um, I think, I think we, we, we're seeing sort of the development in areas of law is moving towards, uh, in particular, tech. So cybersecurity, data, they're really, really big and developing areas of law, and they're crying out for STEM graduates to come along uh, who understand how, the, how the, the, the software work and how that all works, because that's actually a really important part of what we're going to advise on as lawyers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you mind if I just jump in there, Jess? Sorry. Yeah, of course. Um, as long as you can work, Seth, you can jump in whenever you want. Okay, if it doesn't work, just tell me to go away. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a really important point that everybody's made. And I think um, this is something that's been really, was really important to me to get across today, you know, about how, you know, how important those STEM skills are in the law of today, but also the law of tomorrow and how, how the companies are going to progress and how it's going to become more and more integral. But also just to touch upon some of the things that Lauren and Rachel said about, you know, the, the transferable skills. And this is something that, again, STEM students, I think, need to be aware of across any industries they're looking at that actually maybe haven't considered a career in law, but why not? Every industry needs those transferable problem solving, critical thinking skills. So I think it's, it's so important to get those messages out. So, yeah, I think... Um, and that's great. So I'm hoping that lots of our STEM students today are going to be very, very excited after this. <laughs> I hope so too. Um, so sticking with kind of going through the um, training element and the support that uh, Taylor Wessing offers, so we've mentioned obviously they help in terms of funding, but what kind of other support does uh, Taylor Wessing offer while she's going through the, the kind of training schemes? Um, Lauren even. <laughs> Um, so, uh, when you start the GDL, you get like, you have email contact, um, with kind of the recruitment team, um, and their 
helping you through that year. Um, we've had a bit more contact so far through the LPC. We've had um, some, a Zoom call and we've got um, a networking event uh, in a couple of weeks, um, which is all about meeting people in the different departments so that you can see like where you potentially want to work. Um, and Rachel can tell you more about the LPC contact, but um, there's also been uh, some events between the trainee solicitors and the future joiners. So um, last year we had um, a social event where we met at Taylor Wessing and had some drinks and then went out to a bar afterwards, which was really nice and so useful to talk to the people who have already gone through it and can give you loads of help and advice on what the best way to tackle it is. So to say that you're doing it like virtually from home at the moment, again, it's funny because I had a presentation this morning and I've been talking to about 50 STEM students. You know, some of them were a bit nervous about, you know, starting a job in the middle of a pandemic and doing it virtually. So you've probably got to experience both sides of it, what both of you have in terms of going through the training process and doing it in real life, face to face, and then also doing it virtually. And how are you finding that? Do you feel like you can still connect? You can still pick up the phone and have those conversations with people, even though you're doing it virtually? Um, I feel like um, it's probably made me feel better about talking to everyone because everything's like calling people or on Zoom. So I, I feel like I'm on the same level, whereas before, like it, it wasn't that I felt unwelcome, but you had to like ring someone while they're at the office, whereas now that's what everyone does anyway. So I, I don't think it's been, it's not really affected me that much. But That's good. That's really good. Um, Rachel, um, I'm going to move to you next, um, if that's okay. So you've been with Taylor Wesson since 2019, and you started your training in 2017. So you're, now, so you're now working as a trainee solicitor, which is fantastic, well done. Can you tell us a bit more about your background and where it all started? Yeah, sure. So um, I studied chemistry at the University of Bristol, um, and I always kind of had in my head before going on and studying chemistry that law was maybe something that I wanted to do mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't 100% sure so my sort of approach was I know that I love chemistry I'll go and do that and whilst I'm there I'll figure out more about the and the process for going through um, the GDL and the LPC and all of that so that was that was my kind of initial approach so I went on and did my chemistry degree um, and then after my chemistry degree, I took a year out and I paralegaled in a small construction firm. Okay. Um, yeah, so I did sort of like got a bit of legal experience there working with um, the teams, teams at the construction firm on various different sort of legal matters. Um, and that sort of really confirmed to me that law was the path I wanted to take. Mm -hmm. um, so whilst I was there, I was applying to training contracts um, and it was then gosh, it must have been 2017 that I got my training contract off with Taylor Wessing. Um, so I got that then after doing my year of paralegaling and I went on to do the GDL and LPC in London. Um, and then, yep, I started at the firm in August 2019. So I've been here for just over a year now yeah. um, and it's flown by. But yeah, that was sort of my, my quick background as to how I got to where I am. Brilliant. Um, well done, Rachel. It sounds like Matt should be catching should be catching you up. <laughs> 17 years and she's still over there. Um, so you're now on your third seat. Um, all right, in saying that, Rachel, and many people uh, might call these as rotations. Um, so what practice areas have you worked on so far? 
and tell us a bit about the seats and how all that works just for anyone that doesn't know yeah so for anyone that doesn't know um the way that the training contract works which is when you're you actually have your two years at the firm where you're working um and you work there for two years before you then qualify as a solicitor um over those two years you will sit in four different what we call seats uh, which basically means like a department and you rotate around and it's the idea is to kind of give you an insight into a few different areas of law and develop your skill set across numerous different areas um, and then enable you to make a decision at the end of that two years as to which area you wanted to qualify into. Um, so for my first seat, I sat in the real estate team. Uh, my second seat, I sat in the life sciences, um, the patents uh, litigation team. And I now currently set, sat in the corporate technology team. Uh, so I've had a good overview of the different practice areas and the different industries that that Taylor Wessing are sort of leaders in, which is great. I'm going to say something, and uh, uh, this is no disrespect to one that's studying law, but you must feel like quite early on, you feel must feel like your STEM degree is playing a massive, massive part of your job already. You know, you must be feeling as though you can, you know, like a bit like what Matt says, you know, you're, you, you're understanding, you're already on it, you've got that mindset and you must see it, you know, already, do you? Yeah, yeah, I, I think you do. And um, it, it's been helpful in certain areas more than others. So when I sat in my patent seat, mm. um, all of the work there was focused on sort of life sciences and pharmaceuticals. And so my chemistry background there was really valuable. Um, not necessarily the specific modules that you studied on your chemistry degree, but just being able to apply the concepts and the principles that you've learned about to sort of the problem that you're looking at. Um, so it definitely has been a massive help. And, you know, it does sort of put you a little bit ahead in terms of you already know the terms that are being used in these sort of life science products or these medical devices. You're familiar with them. Um, so. Yeah, it, it has been a massive help. Um, and again, just from the sort of skill set point of view, it has been, um, again, a, a big advantage because I, I think STEM students generally just have a really good way of approaching problems. Um, and so that maybe comes easier to them than other than other people. So it's definitely, definitely done me well. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a really good sort of starting point to my, my career as a lawyer. It's interesting, isn't it? Because there might be students listening now thinking, oh, I might be at a massive disadvantage for not studying law. You know, is this, you know, is this law firm even going to take me seriously? You know, not knowing what you guys have all just said, you know, I might think of, are they even going to look at my application? But whereas now where you're at in your career, it's actually a massive advantage, isn't it? And it's just so funny how that shift um, yeah. kind of happens over the years. So it's great. Fantastic. Yeah, um, it's good. Yeah, really good. So, Rachel, staying with you, um, so if you could please give kind of the, obviously you've touched about the different seats and different things you've done, but can you tell us a bit, Annie, about some of the projects that you've been doing uh, whilst in those seats? Yes, so um, sort of given that I've been in quite different departments, there's been different projects in each one, which has been really good. But um, in real estate, I worked a lot with sort of corporate real estate. So that was things like buying and selling of big property portfolios and I typically did a lot of work with sort of big well-known hotel groups which I can't mention but um yeah sort of going through the buying and selling process of that and working with our clients to sort of buy a big portfolio of 200 hotels so that that was really good and there's a lot of um sort of critical thinking needed in throughout that process 
Um, in patents, my sort of big project that I worked on was looking at a uh, life science pharmaceutical product that's used for sort of disease management. Um, and, you know, they were on in a sort of like a litigation process and it's about analysing the scientific literature that's out there on, on the products. So for patents, you know, if you're invention to be able to have a patent is what to be novel is what to be new and something that no one else has done before so a lot of your role there is analyzing papers and, and scientific literature to sort of see whether the invention is new um, yeah. so that was really good and my science was definitely a massive massive help to me there um, and now in my corporate technology seat I'm working with tech companies so either startups or big companies um, and, you know, the work will either be helping them set up a new company, so they might have an idea that is related to the tech sector, but it can also touch on the life sciences sector. So one of, you know, the clients that we work with has got setting up an app in the life sciences sector, so it's kind of like tech and life sciences combined, mm -hmm. and um, we're trying to get them set up in the UK and, and Europe. Um, and then you also work for big companies, big tech companies who want to buy or sell um, other tech companies so um, those are the sorts of things that I'm working on at the moment which is really good. It must be quite exciting as well to be like almost at the forefront of technology all the time you know people to come in to you with these new ideas new businesses and listening to their stories and what they're doing must be really interesting on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah and it makes it quite exciting because you know you're kind of involved at the very early stages um, of someone's technology related idea so it's quite exciting um, be able to see those those ideas grow um, so, so yeah that's really fun um, I know we've really drilled home this point but last final point about um, you know how you feel about your STEM degree and how it's helped you anything else you want to add to that um, Rachel regarding the yeah I would I would just say to anyone who's a STEM student looking to sort of pursue a career in law um, view it as a positive that you've got a STEM background um, that is looking back on me going through that process process that's one thing I didn't do I very much viewed it as a negative like we said thinking oh my gosh I'm not going to be up to the scratch of a law student mm -hmm. but actually a it gives you a fantastic skill set that is going to set you up really really well um, it means that you've got interests in sectors that are very much at the forefront of the legal industry and it also it's actually a standout point because whilst 50% of the, of the training intake are non-law, there's still, you know, being a science or STEM or math student, any, anyone from that background, it is a standout point and people will quite often be like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. And I kind of wish I'd seen it from that perspective when I was going through and used it to my advantage rather than having it in my head as a disadvantage. And I wish I'd kind of gone in like, yes, this is me and I've got a chemistry background and I'm ready to yes. pursue my career in law. Yes. Rather than being like, oh, um, a bit worried about it. It's definitely, definitely a positive thing. And especially at a firm like Taylor Wessing where the focus is on sectors such as life sciences and tech, like you're very, very sought after. So yeah, go, go, go with it, be positive. And um, it's a massive help. Love yeah. that. That's great. I think that's a really important point. And I think just to touch upon, I mean, Taylor Wessing are investing um, every year into attracting STEM talent into the business. You know, they've got this amazing hub on Grad Cracker where we've got all that information. They really are investing in attracting STEM candidates. And I know we've touched 
on quite a lot of life sciences bits today with, with um, yourself, Rachel and Lauren coming from those backgrounds and yourself, Matt. But actually just looking at your seats, you know, real estate, construction would be so useful in that area, civil engineering and then technology, obviously all those computing disciplines. So they are, um, Taylor Westing are open to all STEM disciplines for their insight days and vacation schemes. So there's, there really is just an, a massive amount of opportunity in a career in law, isn't there? It really yes. is. Sorry, Jess, I just put in that no, you can good. Yes, you <laughs> Matt, I'm going to come to you next and we're going to rewind it back, back to your PhD days. And we're going to start from there, start there and then go to where, where you are now. So, Matt, you studied uh, mechanical, uh, not mechanical, um, medical immunology. Yeah, med medical immunology. Um, so I'd, 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 done, um, I'd done medical microbiology as, as a degree um, up in Edinburgh. Uh, and then uh, was studying my PhD in, um, I, I won't say the title of the PhD because it gets, com gets complicated, but uh, medical immunology um, uh, in, in Cambridge. Um, and I, I decided during my PhD that I, I wasn't going to stay in sort of bench science sort of going forward. Um, I, I was looking to sort of uh, looking for career opportunities uh, outside of working working at, at the bench. But I mean, I, I was fairly clear that, I mean, I really enjoyed my degree and I really enjoyed my PhD and I wanted to use my scientific knowledge um, and my scientific interest in, in my career going forward. Um, now, I, I was aware of patents um, because a number of my, my, my friends who had studied with were training to be uh, patent attorneys. Um, and I was I was also aware um, from from sort of from, from other friends who were actually sort of going through the, uh, the 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 training contract process. So they had done the GDL, doing the LPC, and, and going uh, and, and actually at that stage were starting at law firms in the city. And I, and I I knew from them that actually STEM graduates were highly in demand at law firms. And I mean this 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 was a number of years ago now, but it, it's I mean it's it's as true. Uh, today, if not more true today than it was was back then, but sort of through through that insight, through sort of my my my, my connections of, of, of sort of peers at university, I I had an idea that going into law, potentially going into sort of uh, patents, which is what which where I ended up, was something that I um I I, I would like I would like to sort of at least explore. Um, so um, at the at, at the law fair at um, in, in Cambridge, I, I met Taylor Wessing, one one of the um, uh, one of the uh, trainees that was there was was a scientist who was sitting in 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 the patents team at the time. So I had a good good chat with her. Um, uh, applied for a vacation scheme, which I was successful to get in, in getting. Really enjoyed my two weeks at Taylor Wessing. Um, on the vacation scheme and uh, yeah the, re the rest the rest is is history yeah um so you since you joined the firm you've obviously worked your way up through the business mm. you are now a partner which is fantastic can you give us kind of a brief overview from starting the firm to where you are now Yes, of course. So, uh, I mean, you, you start in the first two years was doing the training contract. So, uh, I think as as Rachel and Lauren have explained, that's that's doing four different um, different seats. Um, and so, I mean, I, I that was that was a really um, that was that was also a really enjoyable pro, uh, process and learned, learned, taught me a lot in terms of sort of the, the general corporate sort of um, 
sort of structure of firms and and and, uh, and how Taylor Wessing worked to um, advise uh, the, the, those companies. But um, yeah, I, I qualified into into the patents team. Um, I think as as I mentioned earlier on, um, I, I've been lucky enough sort of from a very early stage to be involved in high profile, high quality work. Uh, and, that, and that actually started before qualification because um, in, in, I qualified in uh, September 2006. Uh, in, in August 2006, um, there was an emergency preliminary injunction application um, in, in, in court, which um, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't on holiday, um, fortunately. Um, which I, I got involved in, and that was the the basis of, of my of my first big case, okay. um, and that kept me busy for, essentially for the next two two years of of, of my career. Um, so we were we were advising a, a Canadian company called Apotex, um, and uh, they they were they were in, they were injuncted. We had a trial about the validity of the patent, which we were successful on. Uh, it, as part of that, I actually travelled out to Canada. To, uh, to to watch some experiments um, at a pilot plant facility uh, in Brantford, um, and and so sort of this is this is all really exciting and interesting stuff um, for a a, a, <laughs> a a junior a junior lawyer, and it, it, it then sort of sort of I suppose happily for me continued, and there was uh, there was a damages inquiry, uh, and this is sort of the first damages inquiry of its kind. Uh, it's still referred to. Uh, now as, as being sort of the lead, leading, leading case. Uh, and Apotex was awarded uh, 17 and a half million pounds at the end of that. So really good experience uh, first up um, at, uh, at, at Taylor Wessing. Um, and it, it, I say, I, there are so many highlights. I sort of do, I go, I, so um, I also did the first um, monoclonal antibody biosimilar case um, for a company called, called Hospira, which is, which is now part, part, of, part of Pfizer. Um, um, and then sort of as, as things progressed and as I've become more senior, I've sort of taken on more of a strategic role in cases rather than sort of, uh, I think initially I'd have been working very closely with the experts, um, helping them to prepare um, their written evidence and prepare um, for giving evidence in court. Um, and and that's, uh, I think that's, an, that's a real advantage of, of having a stand back background is actually dealing with experts these are eminent um, sort of scientists and um, uh, sort of engineers and, uh, and, and medics who um, will, will give you their time and will explain things to you and you capture those um, those views in, in, a, in a written report um, uh, I think now I'm sort of uh, say high, high level looking at sort of more of the strategy uh, of the case uh, and that's also given me the opportunity to take on sort of other responsibilities within the firm, um, like being a graduate recruitment partner. Um, and, and it's, I, I think it's really rewarding for me and it's really important because um, trainees like Rachel and Lauren are the, the future of the firm. And it, it, it's fantastic to be, um, to, to be instrumental in some small way in, 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 in starting them on, 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 a, on, a, on, a, on hopefully a, an incredibly successful career at Taylor Wessing. And as you say, they're both catching me up and soon will, will overtake me. Um, so I, I don't know, I feel, I feel, I feel like I've, I've, I've talked for a little while, uh, Jessica. I mean, I, mean, yeah, I, no, I suppose- Because I think you've answered a few of my questions in one answer. Okay, I'm sorry, I jumped, I jumped, I jumped out there. So, <laughs> I, I suppose one one other point I just did I did want to make is sort of 
in in terms of the career at Taylor Wesley, um, you you are supported throughout your career at Taylor Wesley. I, I have been supported throughout my career. I have been lucky enough to be championed by some some fantastic colleagues who have have supported me through through sort of my junior years and then up through into into joining the partnership. Uh, and and that's very much something that that Taylor Wessing provides. It provides a, a, a structure through which your career is able to to advance. And so we've got a a, a really tremendous learning and development team mm. um, who put together some really good um, programs um, to to help to help you flourish and to be the best lawyer you you can be. And so that I mean that starts sort of with the training contract. I mean we 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 offer great great training. Um, and um, at the end of that, uh, our trainees are in a fantastic place um, in terms of their experience and their, and their knowledge and, and their skill set. Um, so doesn't sorry, you, <laughs> you were going to jump in. <laughs> Have you done like a typical route to be do a typical route from where you started to be a partner? Is there an obvious route, or really is it because the experiences and the things you've gone through that's what's helped you get where you are? Or? Yeah. So so. So the, the, I mean, there, there is. I mean, the, the typical route is is is, is you, you qualify and you you just get your experience. And everyone's experience is is is, is different, yeah. um, and it is it is in it is in gaining that experience and in building your own personal brand, both within Taylor Wessing mm-hmm. uh, and externally in the marketplace, that you start building towards uh, a, a business case to be, to become a partner. And that and that's that starts sort of early on. I say everyone's everyone's own experiences are sort of different and, and, and personal, but the the, the structure uh, of support is there. So when um, uh, and sort of Rachel will will have this as, as she moves forward to to, to qualification uh, ne- next year. We have a, a path to NQ program. Uh, so so that that is sort of allowing trainees to understand what's going to be expected of them at that next stage. And so looking, looking forward and providing the, the, that, that support uh, and that understanding of, of, of how the expectations on you as a lawyer change when you qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of the, there's, there's training on, uh, on going throughout, but then we have a, a, a path to senior associate program, which sort of culminates in a, a senior associate academy, um, uh, which is an offsite assessment center. And, and this, focuses really on 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 your on your skill set and your development needs and how you can develop your brand and your contacts and your practice and how you can sort of really sort of take that forward and take stock going forward as you become more senior um, within the firm mm-hmm. uh, and then the, the the final piece I suppose on, on the way is is the the path to partnership um, uh, uh, sort of uh, track that we have and look uh, I, I, I'm not going to say uh, sit here and say that everyone becomes partner because because not everyone does become a partner plenty of people go and and do lots of fantastic things outside Taylor Wessing but the support and the, and, the, and the structure is there for you to carry on and, and, and do things at, at, at Taylor Wessing um, and, and that's that's the sort of structure that, that, that we provide but yeah everyone everyone's career is is, is, is a personal journey and everyone's career is, is, is different. Lauren and Rachel, are you ready for your mission? About I can't believe how quickly it all comes around, like qualifying in under a year now is a bit <laughs> scary. 
is exciting. <laughs> and it's great to hear from you, Matt, in terms of all the experience that you've gained. You know, you've you've mentioned obviously working in the Supreme Court and stuff like that. Can you is there anything that you can tell us a bit a bit about those experiences and so yeah, yeah. To me, to to, to have uh, to have one Supreme Court case was was not something I ever expected in my career. But to have two in the in the space of two years was 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 was, 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 was almost greedy. Um, but, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think unfortunately it, it may be a barren patch. Otherwise, I could start to sort of uh, characterise myself as a specialist uh, Supreme Court practitioner. Uh, but, it may be it may be that I don't ever get there again. But um yeah, the, the, the two the two cases that I went there were they were both for a company called Mylan. Right. Um uh, the the first related to a, a drug called pregabalin, um and it was against Warner Lambert, which is part of the uh, part of the Pfizer company. Um uh, pregabalin was indicated for uh, a, a number of different medical uses, uh in so that was um, epilepsy, general anxiety disorder, and neuropathic pain. Uh, only one of those, the neuropathic pain, was, was covered by the patent. Um, and so the, the Supreme Court had to uh, grapple um, with how to allow a generic company to launch for the two old existing indications, so, neuro, neuropath uh, so um, epilepsy and general anxiety disorder, but not for the patented indication. Um, and that that raised some fairly difficult um, questions of, of of law and also of of, of regulatory practice. And uh, uh, I suppose just to show how difficult it was, the Supreme Court didn't really um, give an answer. Uh, so the decision was split two to one. Um, so there wasn't actually a clear majority. Because it goes off my head a bit, and I think if it was the Supreme Court, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's so so yeah, no, it's it's. Um, it was a it's, it's a slightly slightly sort of uh, un, un, um, un, unclear result, unfortunately. Right. But um, but yeah, um, uh, the, the 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 second case, if just a couple of sentences on that, um, was uh, in relation to a drug called Tadalafil uh, against a company called Eli Lilly. Um, so it was a case about a, a dosage regimen for the drug, uh, and the drug was used to treat uh, erectile dysfunction, um, which we uh, particularly uh, sort of um, we started just just calling the technical effect rather than that rather than continually uh, talk, talking about what it actually did um, uh, but uh, the court in that case had to decide whether it would have been obvious to identify this particular dose even though you couldn't have predicted that that was going to work um, at the start of the um, of the development program uh, in circumstances where you're just following a standard development program, which albeit a very expensive clinical trials program would inevitably lead you to uh, the patented answer. Um, and the answer on this one, I'm glad to say, was, was a little bit clearer from the Supreme Court. There was only one judgment and uh, everyone else just uh, wrote, I agree. Um, and and they, they agreed with our client. So um, so that was uh, uh, the, the effectively, the patent was invalid and our, our client could launch its uh, uh product. Brilliant. That's quite an impressive thing to have on your CV that, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's, it, it's exciting, yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. So you never know, you might get there again. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but no, thank you so much, everyone. I really do, um, you know, I've really found it interesting, you know, working with you guys over the last couple of weeks to put this uh, webinar together. For me personally, you know, when I'm speaking to students now, you know, again, you know, a law is something which, you know, being a grad packer personally for 10 years, I would never really think, uh, you know, about this, where a degree in STEM could take and law not being one of them. So it's great now that I can help push that message for you guys as well to the students that I'm speaking to on a regular basis. So now I'm going to hand you back to Sophie. Hopefully we can hear Sophie now and her internet is fully functioning. If not, it'll be me, you and Alice. <laughs> thank you so much, Jessica. And thank you so much, Laura and Rachel and Matt. I think that's been really, really useful and, um, just the thought of, you know, the types of things that you can go on and do now in your career for Lauren and Rachel listening to Matt must be really, really exciting as well as, you know, all of our audience um, that are now hopefully considering a career in law where maybe perhaps they weren't before. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot back to Alice now just to kind of try and round everything off with, you know, what does the application process now everyone's going to be rushing off after this webinar to apply to your insight events and your vacation scheme so what does that process involve Alex? Yes so um, the applications for the vacation scheme open days are open um, and you can apply for those through the Grad Cracker Hub and um, you just need to, to click through there and you can apply and um, we do as I said before look for you to be in your final year and, and beyond of your degree and we do have some um, grade requirements we look for you to either have or be on track for a 2-1 um, and also for ABB at A level but also to, to just add there, we do obviously accept mitigating circumstances. There's a space for you to put those in your application form. Um, and we also use Rare Recruitment's Contextualised Recruitment System, um, which essentially is a system that allows us to look at um, levels of outperformance at a level stage, as well as levels of disadvantage, so that we're able to um, recruit and look at everyone on a level playing field. So just to, to add there, if you may have had any circumstances that meant you haven't got ABB at A level, that doesn't mean you can't apply it, and please put that on the mitigation circumstances. And every single application is reviewed. We don't auto reject anyone. Um, so we'll be able to look at that for you. So um, from that, obviously, the first stage level would be the online application form. And this is really just the opportunity for us to get to know you a bit better. You put down your personal details, um, your education, your work experience, and there's some questions as well that we ask you to answer. Um, a little tip there would be to have a look at the values that we have at our firm. Um, they're super, super important to us at Taylor Wessing. They're what we live and breathe by. So um, if you go onto the careers page on Taylor Wessing, the, the six values are listed there. So have a look at those and how they kind of align with you and your beliefs um, and make sure that you feed them into the application form. And um, once you've completed the application form that's reviewed, and then we look to invite successful candidates to the next stage, which is a games-based assessment. Um, so this is actually quite an exciting um, part of the um, application process. So essentially all it is, is we send you a link, you download a game, it can be to your phone, you can do it on the computer, on your iPad, um, tablet, whatever you, whatever you wish to use it on. Um, and you just complete a series of games. There's no prep needed. Um, it's about 30 to 45 minutes, however long really you want to, to spend on it. And essentially the game allows us to look at your different skills and behavioural traits. Um, as I mentioned before, it's really important to us to recruit a diverse range of students to our training contract. And the game essentially allows us to look at all the different skills and qualities that, that you need as a lawyer um, and, and allow us to make sure that we're recruiting lots of, of different people. The example 
we give um, is in regards to risk takers. So we hire up to 20 trainees each year. And if we hire 20 risk taking trainees, that's not going to go well for Taylor Wessing, neither um, will it if everyone's adverse to risk. So it's really about finding that balance. And that's across all the different skills that you can have um, and behavioural traits. So that's the reason behind the game. And actually, it is a really fun element that you can do. Um, and it's I, the feedback we have is really positive. We were the first um, company to actually introduce that as well. And um, so it is, it is a kind of more relaxing, enjoyable experience than the other tests that you might come across. So once you've completed that game, um, also to add as well, you do get kind of a complete summary of all, all those skills for yourself. So it's really great to have a look at as well and see if there's anything that surprises you, anything that you can work on. So it, it does give you that feedback element as well. Um, so yeah, afterwards we look at your application form and your games-based assessment results and look to invite um, successful candidates into an assessment centre. So usually these are a half day in the London office um, that you would be doing your training contract in. Um, and it's a games-based, uh, sorry, a, game, a group exercise, sorry, um, a commercial exercise and then also a competency-based interview. Um, with at least one partner, um, it like, could be two partners or a senior associate or a senior member of talent as well. Um, so obviously bearing in mind that we are currently all at home and there is a chance that could be a virtual experience. But I think one of the things that we do really well here is make sure that we, everyone is prepped that's coming into the assessment centre. It's really important to us that you feel comfortable with the new experience because we know it can be really daunting. So we call every single person up that's coming into our assessment centre to talk you through the day, talk you through the task, what you need to start looking at to prep yourself. Um, and also we follow that up with an email so people feel really, really comfortable. And obviously if, if there's anything different to kind of what I've said, we'd go through that on the call. Um, so that's, that's a way that we, we want to make you feel comfortable because the whole idea behind the assessment centre is getting to know you better and seeing your potential and, and inviting you then into the vacation scheme. So um, it's really important that you, you're ready for that. And then, yeah, that, that final stage is the vacation scheme, as I mentioned before, two weeks in either June and July. Um, you get to sit in two different practice areas and we do ask your preference there, which I think is great. Um, we like look to try and align you with your interests, but there's so many networking opportunities as well throughout that vacation scheme, as well as um, focus on sessions where you can um, learn about all the different practice areas. Um, we have sessions, but so you know everything that we do at Taylor Wessing. And it's really a great opportunity for you to get to know us better and whether we're the right firm for you, for you to do your training contract with, as well as obviously us looking to see if you're the right person to, to offer the training contract for. So that's the entire process. Um, as I said, yeah, you can apply, apply um, now and you can find the link through the Grad Cracker Hub. Brilliant. Thank you, Alice. And just quickly, if you could give maybe one or two students watching today looking to apply to your insight day or vacation schemes what would they i kind of missed some of that was it um, your hints and tips for applying hints and tips yeah perfect um yeah so i think i mentioned briefly our values they are super super important to us they are looked at throughout every stage of the application process when you're at the firm how we communicate internally externally all the way up to partnership decisions so having a look at the values, making sure there's a synergy um, between them. That's not us saying you need to change who you are if then there isn't a synergy. That's, that's just saying who we are and the kind of people that we're looking to recruit. So definitely get a really strong understanding of those and make sure that you're feeding them through in your application process. 
Um, and I think one thing that I've taken kind of from what everyone said uh, is just being yourself and being confident in yourself. Um, there are all those transferable skills that, that has been touched upon that you will have from having your STEM background and the degree that you've done that are going to really help you to succeed in a career here. And being confident in yourself and your ability is going to help you to shine, shine through throughout the whole application process. So I think that's really important to do and would be my main, main tip, really. Brilliant. That's great. Thank you very much, Alice. And thank you very much, everyone else. You know, I personally have found it really useful. I hope you all have too. And speak on behalf of Sophie. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, you know, again, thank you so much for, for joining us because it's been a great session. Um, so to where the audience that are listening, uh, remember the webinar has been recorded. Um, so that'll be live on the website tomorrow. So it'll be within the Gradcracker Career Centre, but also Taylor Weston's company hub as well. Um, so if you want to re-watch, you'll be able to do that um, tomorrow morning. Um, also, just to let you all know that obviously me and Sophie will be back uh, next week with Mubin and Alice. Um, obviously, we've talked quite a bit today about intellectual property. Um, so if you're a bit inspired about that and want to know a bit more about that particular industry, join us next week. Um, same time, same place. So Thursday at 2 till 3 and we'll be talking to them. Um, but yeah, round everything up. Thank you very much. I hope everyone's super inspired and excited now and actually you know aware and considering a career now in law which is fantastic um so thank you very much everyone and i hope you have a nice rest of the day thanks thank for coming you. bye speak bye. to you bye, bye, bye. thank you bye everyone bye.